I also walked into a pole. <laughs> what? Uh, so I kind of have a black eye. Yeah. Well, it's not video, thank God. Yeah, I know. But um, yeah, I was walking Mimi the other day, and I just woken up like I'd passed out. I don't know if I'm jet lagged or it's because I have a cold. But I was walking Mimi. I just woke up from a nap, and it was probably about midnight, and I had to walk her. So it's like a little groggy, and I put my hoodie on and walked outside, and there was a bunch of other dogs there, and so like she was just barking and going crazy. So I went like went off the path and uh, was looking down at her, and I walked into like this little post that has like a little sign attached to it. Did you like full blown walk into the like at full I, I, speed? Yeah, because well, no, I mean we're just walking, but like I, I was, I just ran into something, and I was like, ah, oh, what the? And then I wasn't like bleeding profusely or anything like that, but right. um. I could tell, and then it was starting to get bloated, or not bloated, but like... Uh, the swelling, yeah. yeah. swollen, and then, then um, I came back, and so I, it looks like I have a black eye. Oh, no. But but luckily, it's not like, it's right underneath my eye. Okay. So my vision was fine, right? So like, I, I don't think there's any like damage, it just looks bad. Well, I know what we're using for our opening. <laughs> what? <laughs> you walked into, walk into a pole? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great, thanks. <laughs> Hey, and welcome to For The Podcast. This is episode six. I'm Michael, as always, here with my good friend and co-host, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. Welcome to 2015. Yeah. I still I still have a problem, like, writing 2015. I even haven't had the chance to write 2015 yet for anything. Yeah, I've, I tried twice and I failed twice, so it's not off to a good start, but hopefully... Uh... We'll see. <laughs> I remember in school, like in elementary school, it was so hard. Like, I don't know, there would be like, it would be like one or two months before I finally got into the swing of things. And like one year, like fifth or sixth grade, almost finished with elementary school. I think I was like, oh, I finally got this. Like I know what year it is. And it was like January. Uh, Wait, at I the felt... end of the year? No, like at the beginning of like uh, the oh, new okay. year. Okay, gotcha. I felt pretty good about it. Yeah. I was like, I got this down, but I don't know. It's... It always happens, like especially when I'm at work and then I have to write the date. Yeah. What were you writing the date for already? It's only I was like... writing uh, checks, okay. like rent and stuff. You don't and, do that uh, like electronically? No, you can't do it electronically. And so I wrote the wrong date and then I sealed the envelope and then I actually thought about it. I was like, oh, I actually probably wrote the wrong date. So I, I opened the envelope and then, of course, I did write the wrong date and I got to do it again. Yeah, that's annoying. Christmas, what did you get? Uh, not too much because I was uh, in Morocco. Um, That's right. So, I want to talk about your trip in a little bit, but I, sure. I want to know about your presents first. <laughs> I, all I got was uh, Karen got me this wallet uh, that's supposed to be like a, a slimmer wallet, which was really nice, actually. So um, I've been using that, and I like it a lot. It's, uh, let's see, it's, I'm looking at it now. It's made by Bellroy, I think. I think she said she found it on either Indiegogo or Kickstarter or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. it's pretty nice. I, I like it. And um it's forced me, like, I've always had, like, a really big wallet. I've kept, like, every single card in there. Yeah. And so, um, not only is this a slimmer wallet, but, like, it kind of forced me to, to pick and choose which cards I actually need. You just need that, uh, that super card that you have. The coin? Yeah. The coin doesn't work everywhere, though. That's the problem. I mean, I've been using it more, and sometimes it works. Uh, a lot of people actually comment about it, at least. They, they look at it and they're like, oh, what is this? Like the, the delivery Chinese guy really liked it and he was trying, I was trying to explain <laughs> to him what it was. And I don't know that he quite understood, but, um, he, he kept asking me all these questions about it. Um, is it but, from that same Chinese place? No, 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 a different one. So basically your Chinese restaurant people 
love coin. <laughs> they love coin, yeah. But okay. he, it didn't work though. So I mean, he was like really interested, and I was like, well. It's not good if it doesn't work, right? And he's like, oh, no, no, but it's still really cool, I, I guess. And, and it, I mean, I actually tried it at Best Buy, and it didn't work at Best Buy either because they, um, I think they they looked around the back and they didn't have like the three digits at the, you know, or the three or four digits depending on your card at the end, at the back of the card. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't verify anything and didn't have a signature. Oh no, it did have a signature actually, but um, they looked at it and they were like, well, it doesn't have those codes. We can't. And I was like, I can tell you what the numbers are, but they wouldn't. Let me do that. Wow. So, I mean, if it doesn't work at Best Buy, like, that's pretty big, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. That's crazy. Wait, so how many cards can you hold in this new wallet? Let's see. So, it's, uh, you open it up and there's, like, like a, a thing on the left for used, the most used cards. That's where I put my, like, Metro card and work ID. And then, like, uh, there's, like, two pockets of cards on the right. And then there's, like, maybe some cards you can put, uh, like where you put the money, like the little slit for the wallet for the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, I mean, you can definitely hold like a good um, good amount of cards, but just not as many as I used to. I probably had like fifteen cards in my last wallet. Okay, so I mean, what are kind of your go to credit cards? I uh, use a uh, Chase Sapphire Preferred. Okay, so I mean, I really like that card for restaurants. Yeah, and then the uh, American Express Starwoods points. Okay, nice. Those are pretty much my two go-to cards also. And then I'll usually have like an ATM card and my driver's license. Yeah, and then I have my ATM card, right, driver's license, and uh, work ID. And that's basically it, and Metro cards, I guess. Okay. And then um, didn't you get a Synology? Maybe it wasn't for Christmas, but... Yeah, I got a Synology recently. Um, I, I, I just set it up yesterday, actually. I, I really like it so far. Yeah, okay, so let's back up. Um, so Synology... It's a network-attached storage. Right. So basically, you you plug it into your network, um, and you add some hard drives, and it can basically serve as like a... It can store files. Um, and it's like a server. Yeah, it's basically like a little server that doesn't have a monitor attached to it. Right. Um, so you were setting it up yesterday, right? And you were, you were messaging me. Yeah, so um, it's like a two-bay, which, which means it holds two physical uh, internal hard drives, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got two three terabyte drives, and uh, I believe it, it'll, it like, back up the drive to each other. Like, so so even though I technically have six terabytes of space, I only have three terabytes of usable space because it uses one of the drives to kind of make a clone of the other ones. In case one of them fails, the other one uh, can kind of... It's redundant, right? So it'll back itself up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think that it's, it's really useful for me now with the iMac... Uh, because I used to have my own computer that which had like I don't know three or four physical hard drives in it, so I had plenty of space locally. But the iMac only comes with one one drive, right? Which is like I have the uh, one terabyte the Fusion drive, right? Yeah. And so me that's too. just not enough space, um, and so it's kind of nice to be able to like offload all of the things that I don't really need to, you know, um, like videos or music or. Or pictures and things like that onto the server. Yep. Um, and then, like, it kind of keeps my hard drive clean. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I've only used it for a day, but like, right now, I, I already threw my videos on there. I threw my iTunes files on there. Uh, set that all up. So I, I like it so far. So I know that the Synology has like little apps you can install on it, like little packages. Right. That make it uh, like act as yeah. I haven't gone into that yet. I mean, yesterday I kind of just put the drives in, and then I was like 
backing up all my files onto it, and which uh, is pretty fast, I guess. But like I, right now, I'm connected via Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. so it's probably not as fast as it could be. But um, I mean, I, I spend most of the day just transferring the files onto the Synology. I haven't really gotten into like sending it up to serve files remotely to my Xbox or, or PS4 or you know iPhone or iPad. Okay, are you getting pretty good transfer speeds? Um, I mean, I didn't measure it. Like, I, I was moving like hundreds of ter, or not hundreds of terabytes, hundreds of gigabytes of stuff over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took like several hours, I guess. But um, it's a kind of like a one-time thing, right? Once you get it on there, then you're set. So that was fine. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't use any of the apps for um, like the Synology. I know it can be like it can act as like an iTunes server, so. If you look like on iTunes, it'll pop up as like a shared library and you just stream music from that. Right. But I have it actually as the location of my iTunes library. So sometimes in iTunes, it has to, when it first starts up, Mm -hmm. uh, my iTunes library is pretty big and it's, it's basically, you know, accessing the Synology. Right. So does it take a lot? Does it take a while? It'll take like a minute or two when it first starts up to kind of scan the library because it's doing it over the network. Okay. And I'm also, I'm also wireless on my iMac. Right. But after it after it uh, kicks in, um, it's pretty good. Do you like iTunes? Um, I like iTunes less now. I, I mean, I was pretty happy with Winamp back in the day. <laughs> yeah, me too. I thought that was like perfect. Right. Um, the only thing that I would have liked was it to for it to you know like be able to do kind of the stuff that iTunes does is like organize it better and maybe get the album art. Um, yeah, and maybe yeah. there were plugins that you could get that could do that. I don't remember. Um, but it's just it's just too bloated. I think they ne- they need to kind of strip out a lot of stuff um, and just make like a really fast like lean music player. I don't know. Maybe they'll do it when they relaunch Beats. Yeah, it does a lot of things because I mean, right now it does like music. There's the iTunes Store. There's the App Store in there, right? Like the the iOS App Store at least. Yeah, it still manages your iPhone. You still update your iPhone if you up if you don't update it over the air. You still right. update it through iTunes, which is is ridiculous. I mean, it's it's kind of an offshoot of uh, when the iPhone was released, kind of being like an iPod, right? Um, right. But I mean, times have changed a lot, um, and iTunes hasn't. Right. Like I I totally understand how they got to this point, but like right now it just does everything. Like, and, and it's just kind of um, I, I never use it, especially now that uh, I listen to less music through iTunes and I use maybe Spotify or, or other programs like that. Um, I don't know. I just I find myself rarely opening iTunes, mm-hmm. um, and I don't I don't use it to update my phone or, or update my apps on my phone like I used to do back in the day. So um, yeah, I rarely open iTunes. Okay, I mean I still use iTunes a good amount, um, just because I I get new music and I play music from there, um, and then especially with iTunes Match. But I mean, if you have music, like do you? Oh, you don't have Spotify, right? I don't have Spotify, but I have Beats. Beats, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Because, uh, I mean, I think that Spotify can also play local music. And so, like, if you're using Spotify for um, whatever, you know, the music that it has and offers for, you know, for the subscription, and then you have your own music that is not on Spotify, you can kind of just use Spotify, right? So, like, I don't see why you would use iTunes and then use Spotify for certain things. But um, but can you add music to Spotify? Yeah. So, like, I mean, you can give it a folder that it'll have local music, like, music files for, right? So, you can download something that, say, you buy something that's not on Spotify or, like, for example, like, if I have, like, I used to listen to a lot of K-pop, which mm-hmm. is, like, Korean music. And so, obviously, that's harder to find in in Spotify, right? But 
to prevent me from having to open Spotify for late new music and then open iTunes for my old K-pop songs, uh, I could just add the K-pop songs to Spotify and then play it from there. Can you only listen to it locally, or like if you go out and have it on your, you know, open Spotify on your iPhone, can you access that music? You can probably download it if you add it to a playlist. That's my guess, but um, I'm, I haven't tried that. So, do we have any uh, follow up? Let's see. Did you get anything else for Christmas? So we we did the car, Cards Against Humanity. Uh, I got that stuff. I mean, I guess that's not really a Christmas gift from anyone. I got it for myself, but um, there was an interesting uh, package at the end of the. Uh, uh, 10 days or whatever of Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Um, we are now uh, co-owners of a new island. That's right. That's right. You want to explain to uh, people? Well, I, I don't know if I remember very well. It was, it was a while ago. But I think basically uh, these guys last year when they did this, um, they kind of made like a joke, like instead of donating to Wikimedia or whatever they did, um, they could have used the money to buy a private island. Right. Um, and this year they ended up buying an island. I forget where it is. Is it off the coast of Maine? I don't even remember, actually. I just know the name. I think it's off the coast of Maine. I forget what the name was, but they, they renamed it Hawaii 2. Yeah. So we are co-owners of Hawaii 2. Yeah. And so we got a, it's like a one square foot plot of Hawaii 2. Right. And they sent us a flag that we can plant on our one square foot. Right. Do they tell us where our, our square foot is? Yeah. If it? you look, uh, there's actually like latitude, longitude coordinates. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. So you should check where yours is. I'm actually, I just assumed it was somewhere in the middle of nowhere, but if it's, which maybe, maybe some people think right off the coast of Maine is the middle of nowhere, but that's actually some, it's not that far from where we are. So maybe we could even go visit. Yeah. I was thinking we could maybe take a trip there because we can use the island, like the whole island for like, you know, recreational island activities. How big is the island? I, I don't know. It can't be that big, right? Yeah. I'm assuming not. But, I mean, we don't have to pay anything for it. <laughs> Except for getting there. I'm not sure how we would get there. That's true. We'll probably need to, like... Charter a boat. Get a boat, yeah. Gilligan's Island style. So, I don't know how, how realistic it is. But I, I definitely want to go once in my life. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hawaii, too. So, maybe we can plan a trip when the, better, when the weather gets warmer. Sounds good. So, next year, definitely sign up, if you haven't, for the Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> you, too, could become an uh, island donor. Yeah. Island owner, not an island donor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, oh, you do you, uh, you listen to the talk show, right, with John Gruber? Yes. Okay. Do you remember when he was doing the incarnation with Dan Benjamin, when he talked about the three keys to success? No. Okay. <laughs> well, that ended that story. So, moving on. He said, I don't think there's a man, woman, or child on the internet if they're armed with, like, these three things. That they would not be a success. Okay. So as we start 2015, I realize that I finally have accumulated the last piece of the puzzle. Okay. What, what are the first two pieces? Just, just, <laughs> okay. Okay. So the first two pieces. So the first thing is you need to have like a fussy way to make coffee. Oh, I vaguely remember this now. Okay. Right. Does this sound familiar? Yeah, it does. Okay. Check. I have that. I, uh, you do have, I do not have that. I have a, uh, a Keurig machine. So no, that's not fussy. Okay, so you need to step up your game, Jason. Well, sometimes it can be fussy. It's just not. <laughs> it's just not yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I hit the button, and I do like the large size, and like maybe about I don't know two ounces of water comes out for some reason because I haven't used it in a while. I don't know. You have the old Keurig, right? I do. Yeah. Have you seen the new, the Keurig 2.0 or something? No, what is it? I don't know, but apparently it DRM'd the coffee cups. 
Oh, I did see that. And so you can like actually hack it so they can like use third party. Yeah. Like. So I guess you need to buy one like new cup because I guess it scans what the new machines do. Right. So Keurig is like the self serve, or I mean like the single serving, right? Like coffee maker thing where you just put a capsule in. And then it makes a cup of whatever. So you can buy like Dunkin' Donuts coffee or you can buy like hot chocolate mix or, you know, like Green Mountain something. Do they have Dunkin' Donuts? I know they have Donut Shop, which a lot of people like. but I, don't... I know they have they have Dunkin' Donuts now oh, they and they have okay. like Krispy Kreme. Oh. I didn't even know they were they like famous Starbucks. for their coffee. Oh, do they? I think so. Yeah. So I know Starbucks was doing their own machine. Oh, okay. Maybe they don't have Starbucks. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not sure they might. Okay. Uh, but these machines, uh, I guess they scan a code now. And if you don't have one that I guess maybe they have to pay like royalty to Green Mountain, whoever owns Keurig, then the the machine won't make that cup of coffee, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. See? Fussy coffee. So I, well, if you had a 2.0 machine, then I would say I would say you're there. Yeah, but mine's fussy just because it, it doesn't work all the time. I guess that counts. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, they're talking more about grinding the beans and, yeah, you right, know, getting the cough, getting the water to the right temperature right. and then having some fussy brewing method like uh, Chemex or, or an AeroPress. Sure. I suppose, Mike. So I got that covered. Number one of three, right? Okay. Number two of three is a clicky keyboard. Oh, you definitely have that, right? Definitely have that. I'm using my uh, IBM Model M. Yep. And the third thing is overcarbonated water. Oh, right. I do remember this now. And I did not have that yeah. until Christmas. You got a soda stream? I got a soda stream. Wow. Wait, is it one of the new ones, right? They look much nicer now. No, no, no. I don't know if it's a new one or not, but it was a. I got one. It was like a slick deal or something. Oh, okay. It was like 20-something dollars. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Well, how, how much are the, uh, like the carbonation packs? Okay, so that's that's kind of the thing, I guess. Uh, you can get refills at like Bed Bath and Target, mm-hmm. and if you get one for like a, it's like a hundred thirty liter canister. Okay. So it's supposed to make a hundred thirty liters of. Oh, I see. Okay, whatever. Right. Um, it's about uh, the refill is I think forty, thirty or forty dollars. Okay, that's not bad. And then and then you can use your Bed Bath, you know, twenty oh, percent coupon, coupon right. or something. Okay. So it, it's not like apparently you can also hack your SodaStream. Was it DRM? So you can go to like a, it's not DRMs, but they have like a, they don't use standard CO2 canisters. So uh-huh. in that case, it's DRM. So, but people, you know, I guess it's so popular that they've made an adapter. Okay. So you can buy like paintball cartridges or like go to like a paintball <laughs> store and have these like canisters refilled. Are those the same thing? Like, does it like, is it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're saying CO2 is CO2, yeah, that right? That makes sense. Okay. But SodaStream says that there's like, theirs is beverage grade. CO2, which I don't think is, is talking about the gas as much as like where it's stored. Okay. So I think like the ca- the canisters have like, you know, oil in them and stuff. Uh, and I guess, okay. you know, if you're transporting like beverage grade CO2, there's like a different type of oil you have to use. And if you're just, you know, refilling a paintball canister. Right. That makes sense. So I've been looking into this and I'm not sure. I'm kind of scared, right? Like people are saying there's no difference, but. Like I don't. It just feels weird to take a canister to like a paintball shop and then oh, let me just pop that into my water and. Yeah, I mean, is the is the price difference that drastic that it gets worth? It is pretty drastic. Oh, okay. Like you can fill up a thing for like four or five bucks. Oh. Okay. So I think you're probably paying like over ten times as right. much. Okay. 
Um, so it's a pretty significant difference, but you know, at getting, what cost? Well, you're getting beverage quality CO2, Mike. <laughs> That's right. That's what I tell myself yeah. when I when I pay ten times as much. Um, I'm, you know, I'll do more research. I have a feeling that I'll probably hack it in the end. Right. Um, but for right now, see, for me, I don't actually like carbonated water. Like, I like tonic water, I guess, right? But I don't like soda water. Mm. Like, if it's not sweetened carbonated water, I just do not like it. Um, and I, I know a lot of the techie people that we follow, like, uh, I think obviously John Gruber and like Marco Arment and, and people like yeah, that. Yeah. And like Merlin Mann. Yeah, they love it. And they, and they think the soda stream is great because like, because you make your own, it's, it's supposedly fresher and like you can mm-hmm. control how carbonated it is. And so they like over carbonated. So it's like super carbonated. Yeah. Um, so do you do that? Yeah. So I guess the soda stream, uh, I mean, you can't like over, over carbonate it past a certain point. Right, but, but it's more I, I than take like it to yeah, store, yeah. Right? I take it to like the CO two saturation point, right? And it's it's very carbonated. I mean, I'll, I'll have to try it. I've never actually tried one from the Soda Stream. I don't think. But, yeah, um, you know, I you know, I think when I was younger, I didn't like fizzy water. You know, your taste buds may have changed. You should try it sometime. <laughs> your taste buds are clearly more uh, more mature than I am. <laughs> yes, mature. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but you know, the other thing you can do was I was looking at, uh, I was just at Sam's Club and you can buy like Coke syrup. Wait, so you mean the Soda Stream? Oh, is it a Coca Cola branded syrup? Like Coca Cola branded, like, yeah, Soda Stream also makes money by selling these like their yeah. version, of, like Dr. Thunder or something. Are those any good though? The Soda Stream ones? I don't think they're good. I haven't tried any of them. My thing came with like a flavoring pack, like a sample mm-hmm. pack, but I, I haven't tried any of them. Our friend Justin says he's tried some of them. Are they good? Yeah. I, I can't remember which one he says he likes, but there's some that he likes. Oh, maybe it was like the uh, Diet Root Beer. Okay, but there's Coca-Cola. Yeah, they have an equivalent Coke. They have an equivalent Diet Coke. They have an equivalent Coke Zero, like Sprite, basically everything. But compatible with SodaStream. Yeah, so compatible just means you, um, like they sell like a little bottle of syrup. Okay. And then it can, you know, you just drop a capful in the one liter bottle. Right. And then just kind of mix it up a little bit. Is that what they do when you go to like a you know, McDonald's that has those, you know, those machines that you just self-serve? Yeah, basically. So it's basically like a five to one mix of okay. uh, water to syrup. Right. And then, yeah, it just gets piped in through. Um, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like It's essentially you're just taking that experience home, right? Yeah, so I think, you know, my dream is to have, like, an actual, like, soda fountain. <laughs> that has all the different flavors? Yeah, you know, maybe not all of them, but at least, like... So you can, like, mix and match them like you do at, the, at McDonald's? And you do, like, half Dr. Pepper, half Sprite? That actually sounds really gross. Maybe. I, I don't like mixing them, but I like having... I, I like fountain soda over, like, canned or bottled soda. Wait, really? Yeah. I always feel like fountain soda is worse. Yeah, you know, our friend uh, John... Right. I think would agree with you. John but, Lee? Yep, yep. No, I, so I feel like fountain soda... Okay, so like, it's different. So beer, I can understand, right? If it's like beer on tap versus beer in a bottle, like I, I would prefer beer on tap. But for some reason, like the ones that are at McDonald's, I feel like... Because sometimes you go there and like the, the, the ratio is off or like it just tastes too... Like not syrupy enough or too like over syruped. And then like... um it's just, it's too hit or miss, right? So, like, I feel like when you get the, the bottled one or, like, the, you know, like, that's, like, you know what it's going to taste like every single time because it's very consistent, right? 
Yeah, but if you could have like a fountain soda, that's perfect. Wouldn't you take that over? Yeah, right, right, right. So, so if I have control over it, then yes. But like, if when I go to McDonald's and if it's a fountain versus like if they give me like a, I don't know, I guess McDonald's doesn't give bottles, but like, um, I, I would much prefer typically if I can't control the fountain. Yeah, I would much prefer just getting the real bottle. Huh, that's interesting because I feel like out of all the places, McDonald's is the most on with their Coke. Oh, probably, yeah, sure. Like I feel like their Coke tastes way better than anywhere else. Hmm, even better than like a bottle or a can or something like that. Yeah, and I was actually looking it up. You know, they have this new, McDonald's has this new campaign that started, well, they had one in Canada. It's like where they have Grant Imahara, the guy from Mythbusters. (laughs) I don't even know who that is. Okay, so it's the guy from Mythbusters, and he basically, like, answers questions that people has. Is he Japanese? Yeah. I thought the Mythbusters people were, like, two white guys. Yeah, yeah, they are. But they have, like, a like a little team oh, I, okay. of people that also do other things. Okay. Anyway, so they got this guy. And, you know, he answers questions that, you know, people have about McDonald's. Like, is your, like, McDonald's patty all beef or something? Or why isn't your McRib served all the time? And he answers questions like that. Um, and he does, they, they do videos for the big ones and then just written responses for the little ones. Mm-hmm. But there was like one about like, why does your Coke taste like way better than everyone else's? And I guess they, they chill and filter the water. And I think their CO2 is also chilled or something, but I think that makes a big is difference. Is it restaurant quality CO2 though? I think it's beyond that. Oh, wow. Okay. McDonald's quality CO2. Yeah. Yeah. If I get my hands on that stuff. I well, think I'd be in business. But does he ever like? Does he ever say stuff that's not obviously? He does. I'm assuming he doesn't ever say anything that's like derogatory towards McDonald's, right? Right, right. He's hired by McDonald's. He's not going to say like, "Oh, our meat is dog meat." Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't trust it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, like he's not, he's not, but he's not, he's not busting any myths, right? Right. I don't think they hired him as a mythbuster, but I think okay. they hired him as like just you because know. people recognize who he is as like an authority in terms of like figuring out the bottom line. Yeah, he's kind of a guy that yeah tries to find the truth, gotcha. and he's not like you know he has a reputation of being not deceitful. Gotcha. And he walks you through like the factory, so you can see like the every process of the beef being made. So it's a little more transparent. Okay. I mean that's cool. But I don't know. Anyways, I said all of that to say that I'm gonna buy some Coke syrup. Yeah, yeah, de- and definitely let me know because like. Like I said, I don't even like soda water, but mm-hmm. um, I guess if I, if it was really cheap and I could make my own like flavored soda or flavored drinks, I, I could be in, right? But every time that I ask someone who has a soda stream, I'm like, oh, well, how are the flavored ones? Everyone only gets it for the soda water. People are like, I've never even tried, right? So I have nothing to go by, so I've never bought one. Yeah. Well, but, you um, should buy one and we should share some syrup. We need like a group buy of syrup because the, pro- the problem is these bags. Too expensive? They're not expensive, but it's five gallons of syrup, which means it'll make 25 uh, gallons gotcha. of Coke. Gotcha. And uh, I mean, I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I'm sure drinking 25 gallons of Coke would never be uh, <laughs> at the top of, at the top of one anyway. So I think uh, we have uh, Justin. I think he said he would take some syrup. We can all share. So yeah, if we could share like a gallon of syrup, I think I could. I could do five gallons of Coke easy over a few months. Yeah. Um, I hope my wife is not listening to this. <laughs> In that case, uh, five gallons of vegetable juice. <laughs> V8 soda stream? Yeah. Oh, they do have V8 flavor, I think. Uh, they have V8 soda stream? Yeah, you can buy like V8 splash syrup or something. But is that even carbonated? I don't think it is carbonated, but you can make it carbonated. I saw it at Bed Bath & Beyond when I was there last week. That's interesting. So that's that's what I'm buying. 
Lots okay. of lots of V eight. Cool. Um, no, but anyways, those are my three things for success. So I'm starting off the new year right. You're all set. I have a zero out of three. So I'm a uh, well point five. Oh, I have a fussy fussy, fussy coffee, coffee making machine unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this year you can try to knock down the other three things. I mean, you've you've been interested in like more fussy coffee, right? I, yeah, I enjoy coffee. I just don't make my own coffee. Um, yeah. Part of that is actually because like. Um, like I, I've been interested in, in buying all that stuff, but part of it is that like I actually want to drink coffee at work because it kind of gives me something to do in the morning at work, <laughs> right? Like while I'm like, so it sounds like you're busy there. At work, <laughs> no, 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 not not that that's all what I'm doing. It's just kind of like while I'm at work, I'm kind of like drinking my coffee, reading some stuff, and like doing some work, right? But like that's part of the enjoyable aspect of it for me is like kind of like sitting at work, drinking coffee, and doing work. I, so I don't want to wake up early. And then like drink coffee at home on my own and then go to work. Cause then I, I got to wake up even earlier, make the coffee, do lots of like I, part of the enjoyment is like doing it at work. It would be nice on like a weekend when I wake up and make my own coffee and it's really good. And I think that could be cool. But like, um, most of the time I drink coffee during the week and I probably wouldn't use it. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Well, let's see throughout the year. If there are any deals on any of this coffee making stuff, I'll let you know and you can pick them up. Sounds good. All right. And then, uh, oh, I wanted to ask you about your trip. Sure. So I don't want to know how Morocco was, but I wanted to know how you liked the tech in Morocco. The tech in Morocco. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. How, how was your trip? <laughs> the trip was great, actually. Um, it's, uh, obviously a, a totally different culture. Um, and so there's a lot of, uh, like predominantly Muslim people there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, they do like the public prayers several times throughout the day, including at, at five in the morning. So, um, it wasn't that bad. Like a couple of times I was woken up, but it wasn't ever to the point where like I couldn't just fall back asleep. But it's really, it's really interesting just to hear like, uh, prayers blasting out over speakers in town. So like no matter where you are in town, you can hear it, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, I guess the way that the cities are organized, we went to various cities. We went to Marrakesh, Fez, uh, Chef Shawin and, uh, Tangier. I believe all of them except for Chef Shawin. Um, they, they kind of have these, what they're called is Medinas. And so there's kind of like an old city that just enclosed in like a, a high wall. And then like the new city, which is where they have just, it kind of just looks like any other city. It's just like roads and, and, uh, just stores and stuff like that. But inside it's kind of like, um, depending on the city, like it, it's kind of just like a marketplace. So like there's, there's a variety of like stalls where the like, people sell things from like meat to like, uh, you know, scarves and, and goods. It's kind of like going to like a flea market type thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's really cool. Like there's, I mean, a lot of people sell a lot of the same things and they're kind of just, when you walk by, they try to get your attention. They try to get you to look at their stuff so they can sell you certain things. But Is um, it more touristy in those old places? I would say there's a good number of tourists, yeah. Um, and we kind of, me and Karen stood out because we were Asian. So a lot of people asked if we were from Japan and, and things like that. But um, I mean, I think it's just their way of uh, associating with you. Just try to get and call your attention so you can get, you know, so they can get us to look at their shop. Right. Um, but it was, I mean, everyone was really friendly. Uh, surprisingly, they they all knew like a a good amount of English. Like I wouldn't say they're fluent in English, but um, you could ask them questions and, and they can figure it out and mm -hmm. you know, they can speak to you in English. And they spoke, spoke to us in some Chinese, Japanese and Korean and, and things like that. So um, it was actually re really interesting. I took a lot of pictures, which I still have to go through, but um, I took a lot of pictures on my camera and um, it's so different there that just, I could take a picture of anything and it's kind of like, Oh, that's like a pretty interesting picture. 
Yeah, like I saw some of the pictures that you posted on Instagram. And they were just like, they're amazing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of to the point where I was like taking pictures and I got used to taking pictures again. And I was like, maybe when I go back to New York, I'll continue to take more pictures because this is like I kind of got in the groove of taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And we had a one night layover in Spain. And so we went to Spain and I had my camera out and it just wasn't nothing against Spain, but it's just not, it's more similar to what life is like in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's not like, I don't know, I just didn't take that many pictures in Spain, right? And then now that I'm back in New York, I probably wouldn't carry my camera around and take pictures here because things are just kind of like life as usual. Yeah. But when you go there, like people dress so differently, people are, you know, there's just so much, the lifestyle is different. Um, there's like donkeys and, and stuff like that, right? Like just roaming around, like carrying things and it's 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 definitely an experience that's so cool well share some of the pictures as you process them yeah i'll post them on the on the site what's your what's your workflow like for these pictures i need to figure it out but so i basically just brought my ipad so i brought the uh ipad and i have a uh the ipad camera connection kit and so every day i just uh took pictures on my olympus camera and then i shot them in raw uh at the end of the night i would uh put my SD card and connect it to my iPad and import it into the Photos app in the iPad. Mm-hmm. And then I just pick a couple of them that I liked every day. Typically, I use Visco, V-S-C-O, um, which is a pretty good app that I use for photo editing. And then um, export them and upload them to Instagram. Nice. So, I mean, did you miss having a laptop? I mean, I'd say, like, if you're a professional photographer and you need to do serious editing, I think then obviously a laptop or desktop even would, would be ideal. But in terms of just taking pictures, uh, the iPad was able to read all the raw files um, it's a little slower because the files are so big. So like, sw- like swiping between the photos sometimes was a little bit laggy, I would say, but, um, mostly it's fine. You can do like a good amount of editing, um, on the iPad and then just kind of spit it out to Facebook or, or Instagram relatively easily. Like it's, it's actually a much easier process than what I was used to. When I used to take pictures on my SLR, I would use Aperture or Lightroom and I'd import them and then kind of edit every single one. It would take hours and then kind of export them all. And I haven't done that yet. And it's just because it's such a daunting task and I know it's going to take so long that it's kind of annoying. I don't want to do it. But like for me to just take one picture or, you know, a handful of pictures and edit them in Visco and then, and then, um, and then they're done. That's actually much easier. So I actually have a bunch that I haven't posted yet, but I mean, they're already edited. They're, they're good to go. Oh, nice. I'm excited to see them. I mean, they were just, they were really beautiful. Truly. They did a great job. Thanks. Professional photographer. (laughs) Did you see, there's an article that, um, Ken Griffey Jr. and Randy Johnson are both professional photographers. Really? Yeah. And and actually today our friend, uh, Kenneth Lim. (laughs) Yeah. From Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. Ken Griffey Jr. liked one of his photos. He, he's one of our uh, classmates at Brown, and he is now a professional photographer in Hong Kong. Ken Lim, not Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, we're <laughs> with Ken Griffey Jr. But yeah, Ken Lim is, uh, he went to Brown, and Ken Griffey Jr. liked one of his photos on Instagram. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you know which one? I do not know which one. He just posted it on Facebook. He's like, oh my God, Ken Griffey Jr. liked one of my photos. And Ken Griffey Jr. is now a photographer? Yeah. So, well, I, I saw the other day, like... He's been at like sporting events, like those bowl, the college bowl games. Yeah. And he's like on the sideline with like professional gear and he's like taking sports photography shots, right? And then Randy Johnson apparently has like Randy Johnson photography. We can post a link. I haven't really looked too closely, but like they're just, they're just photographers. Some people go to ESPN and some people just become photographers. I guess, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that is like one of the last things I would, I would have so guessed random. that they were doing. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't actually. So I looked at a couple of Randy Johnson's photos, and I think they were like wildlife and like nature related. So he's not like a wedding photographer now, or like. No, he's not a wedding. Well, not that I saw, but like he's also not a sports photographer, right? He's not like just going to like baseball games, taking pictures of pitchers or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas Ken Griffey Jr.'s photos were, at least the photos of him, I didn't see any of his actual shots, but like he was at sporting events, so that kind of makes sense, I guess. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, did you see? Um, you linked this article that Black Mirror sweeps nation. Right. So, I mean, on our last show or the last last show? Yeah, a couple of shows. That, yeah, I don't know. One of our shows, we started talking about this TV show, Black Mirror. Yeah, it's like a dystopian sci-fi future British show right. on Netflix. That kind of, It's on Netflix now, and it kind of shows the... How would you describe it? It's kind of like a uh, modern-day Twilight Zone, I guess. Yeah, so I guess after we talked about it, you know, millions of people listened and must have started watching the show. Clearly because of us. You're welcome, Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then they aired the Christmas special. Which had John Hamm. Yeah, who was, I guess, a big... Uh, is the guy Charlie Brooker the main guy who created it? I don't know. Yeah, Charlie Brooker. Okay. So did you see the Christmas episode? I did. What do you think? I want more Black Mirror. Me too. I think it's really good. Okay, so so where would you? Okay, I mean we'll try not to spoil too much of the uh, the episodes, but like, how do you rank the episodes, including the Christmas ones? Like, what were your top three episodes? Okay, so I actually really liked the American Idol one that you didn't like. Oh, really? Yeah, I hated that. That was my, my one of my least favorite ones. Probably. Um, that's probably up there. Uh, I like the uh, white bear episode. Which one is that? That's the that's uh, the one where she wakes up and she doesn't know what's going on, and then everyone is like photographing her. Also at the bottom of my uh, okay, interesting. And then uh, that's probably yeah, it's not the least favorite one of mine, but it's uh, not one of the top three. And then I liked the uh, was it the entire history of you, the one where they have that implant where they right. can replay okay. events. Yeah, that's probably my my number one. Okay. And then I liked the Christmas episode. I would say my least favorite was uh, the Waldo one, the last episode, season two, episode three. Yeah, that's definitely on the the bottom of my list, too. Close to the ones that I enjoy. <laughs> well, my, my number one least favorite was the American Idol one. Okay. Right. Um, and then probably the Waldo one is the second to least favorite. And then probably the White Bear one. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the uh, the Google Glass one, the uh, History of You, or whatever. Is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that one's my, my favorite by far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second favorite is probably the Season 2, Episode 1, the one where um, they have that after-death services. Oh, yeah, that one was pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. The one two. with uh, whatever, Peggy, right? Peggy She's Carter the woman from, uh, right. She's Captain the woman America. from Captain America. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Only because I, I think that those two are kind of like very realistic. Like I could see some company, and apparently there's an article that, that was just posted on vice.com, um, talking about like how real the technology in each episode is. And there apparently is a startup that like it's now defunct, so it failed. But, um, their service is that they would kind of gather information about people and then like, recreate their personality so that you could kind of chat with them 
uh, after they pass away. Yeah, so that kind of stuff, it does seem like a kind of a natural extension because, you know, so many of us put a lot of stuff online. Yeah, I think it's plausible. Yeah, you have like a good idea of who they are if they post enough. Like how they type, if you have their chat logs and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like what kinds of things they would say. Obviously, I mean, we're not quite there yet. We need AI to get much better and and things like that. But um, it's definitely plausible, right? Yeah. And if you have enough voice samples, maybe you can recreate their voice and and do things like that, right? I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. Not so much because I thought the episode was so awesome. It's just that like... That seems very real to me. Like, that that could happen, right? Yeah, well, I'm glad that this podcast will be able to be used for something good later on. <laughs> voice samples of us? <laughs> yeah, we'll have voice samples <laughs> that they can recreate our voice. Yeah, in case someone wants, like, bad podcasts. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> we'll, we'll just bring back these guys. <laughs> yeah, and so, and then the Google Glass one I thought was really good, The History of You. Mm-hmm. Just because, I, I mean, I think that it was created or came out before Google Glass was... Uh, was announced maybe it was sometime in like 2011 and i just thought it was a really good idea um and and very well implemented and you know they actually thought the story in that episode was pretty good too yeah so i mean basically a quick synopsis without spoiling too much for that episode is um i guess in the future you can have these things called grains that are implanted in your head and they basically record everything that you see um and so you can kind of like rewind back to certain moments and replay them um, and I guess it also had like an output option where you could output it to your television. Yeah, you could like airplay it over to a, a TV so other people can see it, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's say you like, let's say, for example, you just met a girl and then you weren't sure if she liked you or not. You know, you could replay that part with your friends and be like, what do you think? You know, and you pick up on like other cues, like visual cues that you, you know, may have missed the first time. Or maybe you'll end up overanalyzing it and going crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, the whole series, six episodes, three episodes a season, it's, it's well worth it. Totally worth it. Well worth anyone's time. Plus, the Christmas episode was great. Yeah, I like the Christmas episode, too. I thought it was pretty good. So, I hope, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just hope there's more Black Mirror. Cause what, so, one of the things I want to talk about the Christmas episode was um, John Hamm's job. Yeah. What he does, like the technology part of it, is that like they basically implant a chip into people's brains for about a week, and that chip learns the uh, per- like the personality and tendencies and preferences of that person, and then it reduces it to code, and then they can then take that chip out, and uh, that they can use that personality and, and those preferences and things uh, to kind of power. It's kind of like a smart home hub. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you want your coffee made a certain way, right, like a fussy way, then, then maybe it will know exactly what to do and it can communicate with the coffee maker to, to make it that way every single time. Right. Yep. Also very interesting. Right. Cause like, especially because, I mean, it's obviously maybe far off, but like these days, a lot of things are smart home enabled. Right. Like we have like, I don't know, like a crock pot. Yeah. Or we have like, um, what is it? Like that, the nest. Right, that learns, right? But like, rather than program the nest once, and then you have to program your coffee maker, and then you have to program your refrigerator, and you have to program this and that, right? Like, you kind of just have the central thing, and um, it has all your preferences, and it's synced, right? Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that kind of stuff is, you know, in its infancy now, but you can see how maybe it wouldn't be, you know, taken to that extreme, but you can see how, you know, we're going down that path. Right. It's right. You can see how we can get there eventually one day. Yeah. And I really liked how the Christmas episode had kind of callbacks to every episode. Oh, I didn't even notice that. What, what do they have? Um, so like that song in the American Idol episode 
was also uh, like that that girl from like Downton Abbey sang. Uh, I, I I haven't seen that episode such a long time. I don't remember that one. Wait, so did you watch these when they first came on Netflix, or did you watch them like a long time ago? No, so were... I think last summer. Last summer, I was listening to a podcast. It was like a Grantland podcast. Um, and it was one of the pop culture ones, and they were talking about television. Mm-hmm. I forget who the hosts were exactly, but um, one of the hosts was kind of like saying, "Like, oh, you know what I've been watching and I really like is this show that's from England called Black Mirror." And the other person was like, "Yeah, they're really good," and they kind of explained it like we did, like a it's like a modern day Twilight Zone with a technology twist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, that sounds good to me." So. Um, the bad thing is that they uh, they were not the easiest to track down because they weren't available on Netflix at the time. Right. Um, so I, I found a way, um, <laughs> and I, I watched them, and I, I really liked them. So I, I watched them last summer. So, okay. So I, yeah. I I guess it's probably not worth watching them again because a lot of the a lot of things are really small. But I mean, I really I literally just like watch these episodes and then watch the Christmas special. So. so you you found them, or did you see an article that went into like the different- so I thought I found them. Mm-hmm. But just to check, I looked up to see if I was crazy or not. But oh, what are they? Just I mean, just a couple of the other. So ones. like even like in the in that uh, like the Peggy Carter episode, they use like the similar like I don't know if you remember the pregnancy test they used. It was like the digital like pregnancy test. Mm, I don't Anyways, know. it was like okay. the same pregnancy test. They had like they referenced the char- some of the characters in like the the news ticker on the bottom like during uh-huh. during one of the parts where you could see the TV. It referenced like other characters from other episodes. And uh yeah, it also referenced like Waldo in you What know. was the Waldo episode again? I just remember it. The Waldo episode was the guy who like it's like a cartoon character who's voiced by some uh, guy oh, yeah, who yeah, yeah, beca- yeah, yeah, yeah. like right, right, you know right, right, ends right. up becoming like a political figure. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so I mean, it was kind of cool, especially just because I had watched them and they're all really fresh. Right. But anyways, everyone go watch Black Mirror. That's yeah. Another show that uh, just came out, I guess, well, was re-released in HD is The Wire. Yeah, and you know, we were talking about this earlier, but I think we're probably one of the only two people in the world who have not seen The Wire. Yeah, it's it's a show that several friends, probably the most recommended show. Uh, that my friends say, or most of my friends say, is the best show that's ever made. Yep. Um, and so I've always wanted to watch it, but it's been so difficult because it wasn't in HD. And so, like, these days I'm spoiled and I would just try to watch it. And I don't know. I mean, I, granted, it doesn't make the show any better or worse that's so not in HD, but it's just more difficult for me to watch it. So if if, if something's in 4x3 versus 16x9, it's harder for you. Yeah, I think so. I'm just so used to, like, a certain level of fidelity that like when it's below that now it just feels like it's not as good right but one of the things so i was actually talking to um just uh someone i met at like a a gathering over the weekend and um we're talking about the wire and he had never seen it either and so you know i did the same thing i was like you know my friends tell me it's the best best show ever made and uh although he had never seen it his uh thought process was maybe that it was like he admits that it was probably a really good show when it was when it came out Mm mm-hmm but um, maybe it's not as good, you know, by today's standards. Which, uh, granted, like I, I've only seen a couple of episodes, so I can't say. But um, that does make sense to me, right? I mean, yeah, I think TV definitely has stepped up its game. Like TV these days, I think is just so good, right? There's like, um, like The Walking Dead. There's Game of Thrones. There's just so much good television out that, like, um, I remember. I mean, back when The Wire came out, this was like maybe. 
after 24, but 24 was like, you know, one of the, the shows to really serialize dramas and, and kind of everyone was really excited about it. And, and mm-hmm. 24 was very good, but like, it's, it's probably not as good as, uh, modern day shows, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, but I, I think certain shows probably can stand the test of time. You know, like, I don't think. Yeah, it's not, it's not right. I don't think Breaking Bad, you know, I think Breaking Bad is a great show, but I don't think it'll become any, any less compelling farther down the line. Sure. Um, so I think, you know, The Wire may be a little more timeless. Right. No, I'm still going to watch it. And, and I'm excited about watching it. And I'm finally, like, I, I watched uh, the first, I've seen probably about the first six or seven episodes in standard def uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the first episode in high def over the weekend. Uh, I'm starting over again just because, like, it's been so long since I watched them that I kind of just want the full effect. Yeah. So, I, you know. How many only, episodes are there? I think there's like five seasons and there's probably about 12 or 13 episodes per season. So it's, it's, it's a decent amount, but I mean, it's not an, an unmanageable amount. Yeah. 60 episodes. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not bad. Um, and I, I think it definitely helps seeing it in HD. All right. We should have like a, like a wire watching club or something. Yeah. Yeah. We can discuss it if you want. Yeah. Maybe we can watch the first few episodes and then get back and talk about it. Sounds good. Um, okay. What else you got, Jason? I mean, do you want to, it's early in the year. Do you want to talk about like any predictions for what you think is going to come out this year or? Yeah, sure. We can see, we can, uh, we can throw some predictions out there and then laugh at ourselves at the end of the year. <laughs> well, not necessarily the predictions, but like what, what do you, what do you want in 2015? Like what are the products that, uh, you think will come out and that you're excited for? Okay, so I'm excited for the Retina MacBook Air. Okay. My 15-inch Retina MacBook Pro is is getting a little long in the tooth. Okay. And uh so I have I have an old, not old, but like the very first uh new MacBook Air, the new 11-inch. Is that 2011, 2010? I think it's 2010. 2010, right. Um I have that MacBook Air. So when I go out uh, if I'm not taking my iPad or if I, if I need a laptop, yeah, I take that instead of my Retina MacBook Pro and then my MacBook Pro kind of just, you know, stays at home roaming around. Okay. So it'd be nice to have, uh, it's just the screen is just so bad to look at on the 11 inch. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have a, a so you Retina think it's a, MacBook right, Air. Right. Okay. Retina MacBook Air. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was in, I was like, I've been waiting for the Retina MacBook Air for a really long time because I don't. Other than the Chromebook, I don't really have a real laptop. Yeah. Um, but now that I have the iPad Air 2, I, I really like it. Um, and I don't really need a laptop, so um, I'm kind of back on the fence. So like, I, I'm excited to see it just because I've been waiting uh, so long for a Retina MacBook Air to be announced. But um, whereas maybe six months ago, I would you know I would have bought it day one guaranteed. Uh, now I'm kind of taking a more wait and see approach, like and to see how much it costs. Do I really need it? Like what the specs are and, and things like that. I mean that makes sense. But I'm definitely excited. Well, I mean, there's talk of that iPad Pro, right? I think even today there was some article in Mac Rumors. About, I saw that uh, it was like a schematic or like a like a render of like the stereo speakers. Right, right, right. Do you think it's legit? I, I actually think it's legit. I mean, I I don't see why not. I think it'll, I think it'll be coming out. Um, I think we'll see both a Retina MacBook Air and a iPad Pro this year. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I, I'm so happy with the iPad Air 2 mm-hmm. that I don't know that I would get, you know, a bigger iPad or, or something like that, but I'm, I'm curious to see what it looks like. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would get one, but I'm curious to see, you know, if they do it, how, like, what are they going to change in the UI, if anything? I don't think they're just going to make it a bigger iPad, right? Right. There's the uh, the rumored multitasking mode. Yeah. Uh, do you think that will come to the Air 2? Uh, I don't think so. No. But it does have two gigs of RAM. I, I remember when that happened, uh, people were th- were thinking, you know, oh, that's like the, the bare minimum that you would need for such a task, right? Yeah. Yeah. So personally, as an Air 2 owner, like I would love it if it came to the Air 2. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm actually curious to see what they do because I actually don't think, I think the iPad interface is fine. It's just iOS blown up. Um, but I feel like there's got to be a better way that you can like maximize your, um, I don't know, productivity on such a device. And it's not just one window at a time where you're just going back to the home screen all the time. Yeah, or like double tapping to switch between apps. Right. Yeah, I agree. So There's got to be I'm a kind of curious. Way. Right. Um, what What about the Apple Watch? Are you going to get one of those? Apple Watch out of the three is probably the guarantee one that I'll pick up. When do you think it's going to come out? Uh, okay. Oh, wait. So you have a bet going. I on do about have a this. bet with one of my friends, uh, Chris Drackett. We bet this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought that the iPad or the Apple Watch was imminent. Uh, based on some rumors, and he said it's not going to happen. Um, so we set a two-year window, and if it's released within two years of, I think I have until February 21st or February 22nd of this year, Ooh, which is that, tough. That is tough. Uh, they said early 2015, which could which could technically be May 2015, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's always those rumors that they're trying to target like a Valentine's Day release. I don't get that. Why Why Valentine's Day? So you can get an uh, Apple Watch from in? And then what, like share my heartbeat? <laughs> yeah, share your heartbeat. Right. That's, uh, that, why else would they introduce the, the heartbeat uh, <laughs> feature, right? Because that's really... A, so a, I have to buy terrible. two Apple Watches. Yeah, you have to buy two. On Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think... I know they want to release it as early as possible. Right. So I know February is is possible, but I would say it's not likely. Sure. No, I agree. I mean, I, I think we would we would see some leaks now by now. Although I, you would imagine, I, I actually don't think it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to sell that well. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not like iPhone numbers where you know there's just ridiculous amounts of iPhone leaks because they just make so many of them before, right? Right. 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 Uh, I I think they can get away with like not not having that many i Apple watches. And so maybe less leaks that way. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm i not confident that I'm going to win this bet. Uh, and technically, I already broke even because they already announced it. And so we we decided that if they announce it but don't release it, it's a push. Right? So I, I can't lose. Okay. I was going to say, you should at least get like partial credit or something. Yeah, I can't lose here. Right? But like I get $200 if, he, uh, if they actually do release it before the 22nd, I believe. Man, I haven't heard anything about the Apple Watch uh, in a long time. What was the pricing on that? Did they announce anything? They did. I don't remember. I think it was three fifty. Okay. For the cheapest model, but I, I could be wrong. But I saw a tweet. I mean, I think Mark Gurman from Nine to Five Mac expects um, them to release more news on the Apple Watch sometime during CES, which is in the next couple of days. Okay. Awesome. So. I mean, and they recently released, I think, an editorial on 9to5Mac about whether the Apple Watch would be uh, a hit or not. Mm-hmm. And I think in that story, they talk about the latest rumors saying that it would happen, like it would release sometime in the February time, rate, time frame. Oh, interesting. 
so it's not you know an article that says that specifically, but um, they do mention that. So I mean, uh, that is the latest rumor. So hopefully, it's before the twenty first or twenty second. Yeah. I mean, let's say, uh, are you going to get one regardless? So I, I actually probably am not going to get one. Really? But if I win that bet and I like, get two hundred bucks and you know cost three fifty, like I'll probably get one at that point. But if I don't win the bet, I'm probably not going to get one. Well, who am I going to send my heartbeat to? Min, you need to buy two of them. Well, I guess I might have to buy three of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that too. That's fine. Okay. I mean, what else are you expecting? I hope every year for a new Apple TV. Oh, I actually, yeah, I actually think that'll come out. You think so this yeah. year? Right. A new Apple TV. I, I want that to come out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a potential for because I think that the Retina MacBook Air will come out relatively early, right? Within the first six months of the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, you linked the uh, Samsung laptop. Yeah, so Samsung released a uh, new laptop that doesn't have a fan. It's based on the latest Intel chipset. It's a 12-inch laptop that has a Retina screen, uh, which is basically all the specs that uh, the rumors have for the new Retina MacBook Air. So, I mean, if Samsung can make one, uh, I'm pretty sure Apple can make one, right? Yep. So that is was just announced, I think, last week. So, um, yeah, I'm expecting it. Pretty early, and then um, the rumored MacBook or the iPad Pro is going to be sometime in the first half of this year, I think, and maybe an Apple TV sometime this spring. Because I, I think that the latest rumors were it got pushed back from like last fall to this spring. So okay. who knows? Maybe it can get pushed back again. But um, you know, maybe maybe sometime I would say maybe Apple TV in June. All right. Are you expecting anything else? I mean, besides like the there's going to be a 6s, a 6s Plus, right? Like iPhone. Yeah. Success minus? Maybe, maybe. A four inch six? If they did that, I think they would just make it, um, I think John Gruber said this, they, they would make it with last year's internals, right? So iPhone 6. An iPhone 6 is a four inch body. Iph- yep. Right? And then they would sell it for cheaper. I, I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. I think so right. too. Yeah. Any other predictions? Uh, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Um, oh, I did want to say that, uh, AGDQ is on right now. <laughs> yeah, what, what is that again? So it's awesome games done quick. So they do this twice a year. It's like a, it's streamed on Twitch TV. So you can go to twitch.tv to watch this. And it's basically a whole bunch of uh, speedrunners that get together and, uh, and they raise money for like different, uh, different like charities, I think. So what are speedrunners? So basically they play a game like, uh, Mario 64 or, you know, Legend of Zelda, and they try to beat it as fast as possible. Gotcha. Um, and these guys, like, they, they're they so good at the game. And, you know, a lot of times... Wait, so it's not edited, right? Like, they're not, like, uh, it's they're actually, like, live playing it through. So do they, they screw up? They're streaming it 24 hours a day. Like, they don't go to, like, there's always someone running something. But they do screw up, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times they're not going to, you know, reach, like, a, a new speed run record. Okay. But they'll still do it, you know, very, very quickly. Are they playing it on the native console or are they, like, using some kind of, like, emulator and playing it on a computer? No, they'll usually play on the native console. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's worth checking out. I know that you don't uh, like watching people play games. It's, uh, you know, I get the appeal. I, I mean, I kind of get the appeal. I, I That's not really for me. But, like, um, I, I can kind of see why some people... So, for example, right, like, I, I'm kind of playing through uh, The Last of Us on PS4. Yeah. And I got that over the summer, and I mean, I haven't played it in a while. But I do want to go back and finish it. But sometimes I just, I'm not very good at video games these days. And so, like, it's it's actually not that easy for me to beat the game. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes I'm like, 
I just wish I could just watch someone play it so like, I get the experience. Like, I want to see what happens in the story, but not have the frustrations of, like, my lack of video game skill. Right, right. Right? So then I can, in that case, I'm like, I've actually considered, like, maybe I should just watch someone play it online and then I get the experience that's kind of just like watching a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my pride does not let me do that, at, at least not yet. Okay. So my goal is to still finish that game at some point, but um, I, I have considered watching people play it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, for current games, I think that's kind of cool because they're they're very like the stories are a lot better than before. It's, I guess it's kind of, it's not like television yet, but it's getting to the point right where where games are getting better storyline wise. Yeah, it's not like Super Mario where you're just watching people play just to see you know like there's actually a story there. So it's it's yeah. Yeah, so I think those Let's Plays are pretty popular, like for like Legend of Zelda or something, or for, you know, like Last of Us. Um, I don't know, Jason, I think you should just, uh, you should just give in and do <laughs> Watch just, someone play? Just watch someone play. It'll be less painful for everyone. Well, I wonder if I can find someone that's like playing the game at the point where I'm at, right? That's the point. Like if they had it archived where I can just go back and watch it like YouTube style and just like, all right, let me just watch this level. Then I mean, you can. Those are all those let's plays. Then I can, then, then, then I can do that. Yeah. I actually never really. I thought I had to find someone who's playing it at the right time. No, right? no, they're all like archived. You can even like, I think someone, I remember when it came out for the PS3, someone just turned all the cutscenes into like a movie. Oh, I see. Well, I, I mean, you miss out on some of like the, like dialogue. Right. But you'll get me. Yeah. But that, that doesn't seem as fun to me. Right. Yeah. Like I get that you're getting most of it. And, and I mean, I, I don't know. That just, that makes it seem like yeah, I'm actually watching a movie and then it's like I'm watching a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Not that it's well, not as good as the best movie, right? I'm sure it's still pretty good. Yeah. So I think this is uh, this AGDQ is going on for like a week, like until next uh, next Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Are you going to watch it? So I mean, if you're bored and not watching anything, just uh, just you know, check it out. It's like GamesDoneQuick.com, and there's this guy that goes there every year who's awesome. This uh, this guy he's called he's called like YSG, like Yellow Shirt Guy or something, or Yolo Swag God. Um, okay. Does he actually wear a yellow shirt all the time? I think the first time when like people noticed him, he did. But what about now? Now, now he just wears like whatever. But he's like always there. And then you know he used to be, I think the the best speedrunner for Echo, Echo the Dolphin. Okay. Um, so he used to run that. But I think because like he popularized Echo so much, mm-hmm. I think people have like now surpassed him as like. As like a better speedrunner of Echo than he is. So you you th- you think that like these people have always been playing Echo, or like because they saw him play Echo, they're like, oh, let me try to, and so they revived a game that they you know weren't otherwise playing. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think they revived a game that they otherwise weren't playing. But I mean, he still goes, and whenever people uh, see him in the background, like sitting there, it's like a crowd. Yeah, them. you should just watch like the chat. It blows up. It's it's hilarious. Well, how would I know what he looks I'll like? I'll send you a he... picture of him. Okay. His, his his Twitch name is like Blue Glass, and he's like, I think he prefers people to call him Blue Glass. But uh, it's... <laughs> he's like, that one day I wore a yellow shirt. <laughs> yeah. and now my name is Yellow Shirt Guy. <laughs> it like ruined the rest of his life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just watched them before we started the podcast. They just ran uh, Banjo Kazooie on N sixty four. Okay. Uh, it was awesome. I, I think they're. Uh, yeah, so they're running basically like I don't know so many games like Uncharted pick, tomorrow. How did I pick the games? Huh? Oh, so Uncharted was another one. Like I've actually never played the Uncharted games, and um, you know I thought about maybe watching someone play it just because I've heard they're so good. Yeah, 
But I'm secretly hoping that they're going to release like a uh, an anthology on PS4 before the new one comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's not a, a wise decision by me. But like, I'm kind of hoping that that I can start playing it on the PS4, get frustrated, and then watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually borrowed the like Uncharted collection from Moy on PS3. On PS3 and played. Have you it. beaten it? Yeah, yeah. Is it good? It's awesome. Definitely. Well, that's like her playing. favorite game, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely worth playing. I'm excited about the the fourth one, but yeah, I should. I mean, I, I think they'll they'll do like a remaster or something, or like a trilogy before. It makes sense. Um, all right, I think we're wow. This is a long podcast. Yeah, we were gonna do a short one today. Wasn't in the cards. All right, I'm gonna go <laughs> drink some fizzy water. Okay, sounds good. Oh, Mimi says bye. Bye, Mimi. All right, I'll see you next week. Okay. See you, Jason. Bye.